This podcast is brought to you by Save Amarillo Pack, asking you to vote against Propositions A, B, and C in the November Amarillo Municipal Bond election. Amarillo is broke. We don't need more debt. For more information about the bonds or to support Save Amarillo Pack, visit SaveAmarilloNow.com. Political ad paid for by Save Amarillo Pack, Hobart Brown, Treasurer. This is the Live in West Texas podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Warren, and thank you so much for being with us this week. Now, on to the program. Thank you very much for joining us again on the Live in West Texas podcast. We're excited to welcome a very special guest, a dignitary to the podcast. And, you know, we're excited when we get uh, special guests on here. It is Jane Jackson. She is the wife of Dr. Ronnie Jackson, the Republican Party's nominee for the United States House of Representatives here in Texas's 13th Congressional District. He's fresh off of his victory in the July 14th primary runoff, and he is headed to November election here coming up uh, pretty shortly when the voters here in the district will elect their next congressman to replace Mac Thornberry. And I think throughout this whole thing, uh, Jane Jackson has had a very interesting view she's had a very interesting viewpoint on this whole campaign uh she has been there the whole time from when the campaign first started to now being the republican nominee and we want to talk to her about all of that uh but before we get started jane how are you this evening i'm great thomas thank you so much for having me on i'm very honored well we are very excited that uh you could come on here and do this with us today and as i understand before we got on uh, you were just at West Texas A&M with Ronnie, is that right? That's correct. He went up and he did a forum with the students, and we got to tour the campus, and it was so exciting to see so many college-age kids involved in the political process and excited about meeting someone, and they asked great questions, and they were very involved in the process, and I was so proud of them. They were great students and a great university. Well, that is uh, very great to hear. You know, that is, uh, West Texas A&M is a place that probably everyone in the panhandle has some kind of connection to in one way or another. Uh, And so it's great to hear that people are so involved there. Um, So I have to ask you, throughout this whole campaign, uh, there's probably been some ups and been some downs. And it's been a pretty wild campaign from uh, when Ronnie first got in the race to now being the nominee. What's it been like being there for this whole thing? I mean, how would you sum it up for the people who are listening to this as what it's been like standing there alongside Ronnie for this whole journey? Well, it has been a whirlwind. I mean, we haven't stopped since the day we started from, you know, getting up at 5 a.m. and having breakfast meet and greets three hours away and then having a lunch meet and greet and then a dinner meet and greet all the way on the other side of the district and then driving five, six hours home. So some days we started at 5 a.m. and didn't get home till 11 o'clock at night, only to get up the next day and start at 5 a.m. again. But it has been totally worth it. We have met so many great people with so many incredible stories. And, you know, most people in this district are pretty conservative, but I think 
one of the greatest things to be a great politician is you have to learn how to listen. And it's important to learn how to talk to people you don't agree with. And so it was just great to hear different perspectives from different people that had different walks of life, in different walks of life, at different ages, different types of jobs, coming from different experiences, and really hearing what they were worried about and what they needed, and um, just respecting where they came from and and trying to really uh, let them know how we're going to go up, how Ronnie's going to go up to D.C. and fight for them. So from the first of the campaign, whenever you had, I think it was 14 or 15 candidates in March 3rd to now, uh, you know, you're the nominee or Ronnie's the nominee, rather. Uh, You're doing the campaign for the general election. Um, What's it been like uh, now knowing that Ronnie's going to be the Republican nominee? How has that changed uh, your approach or what you've seen on the campaign as far as uh, the way things have been going? Well, now that he's a Republican nominee, you know, it's it's a lot, it's different in that we are, um, you know, going out and finding out more specifically what people really want him to go up there and fight for. And it's also been different in that, you know, he's going to Washington and trying to maintain those relationships that he had when he left the White House and, and maintaining them so he can use that to help the district. Um, you know, and it's, I think being a military wife, uh, really prepared me for the campaign trail because I'm used to my husband, um, you know, his schedule changing all the time, him being gone for weeks at a time, even months at a time. So I'm pretty go with the flow. And, uh, so I just change gears and I do what needs done. And, you know, it takes a team, uh, to get this done and I'm all on Ronnie's side and I'm, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do, whether it's driving or recruiting volunteers or putting up signs or stickers, writing thank you notes, doing social media, uh, whatever needs done, I'm there to support him. And it has slowed down a little bit, uh, but we're ramping it back up and we're looking forward to a big victory party on in November. Well, that, that sounds uh, like it's been a real uh, journey and things have changed some, but I want to go back uh, a few months ago to July 14th when the election was here. It was time for Republicans to pick their nominee. Uh, They whittled down the field from 15 candidates, and then we just had two remaining. And I know that you were so involved in that runoff campaign. Uh, Just kind of tell me what that was like. I mean, that was one of probably the most high-profile races in the state of Texas on the July 14th ballot. What was it like being so involved in that campaign and just seeing the reaction, the response Ronnie got from voters throughout the whole process. It was just exciting. It was really exciting to see so many people uh, involved that volunteered and were willing to come out for hours at a time and wave signs or door knock for Ronnie. So many people that, you know, if we, if they had not been on our team, we could not have gotten to where we were. There was so much excitement um, and enthusiasm behind his campaign. It was a grass, you know, it was, it was people on the ground, like everyday Americans that like made the effort, put up signs, went out and talked to their friends, got on their Facebook. It was just exciting. It was exciting to see so many people involved in the entire process. And uh, we definitely could not have done it without everybody helping. And my kids were involved. My kids were out door knocking and putting up signs and college kids and high school kids and grandmas. We, we had ladies out there that were 87 years old, you know, 
waving signs and um, encouraging people to vote. And it was exciting to see so many people turn out in the runoff. You know, usually there's not that many that turn out for the runoff, but it was an extremely high uh, turnout, especially since it got delayed till July. We were really thinking, you know, there won't be that many people turn out, but it, I was really proud to see how many people turned out and voted. And I'm hoping that they come out and vote in November 3rd for not only Ronnie, but for President Trump so that he can go up there and help President Trump get this country back on the right track for another four years. So after the election, after Ronnie uh, was the official nominee, I know that you got a call from President Trump. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. Yep. So what was that like? I mean, after Ronnie won, I, I know everyone, you know, had to have just been swarming him. He's the nominee. He's the guy. Yeah. Uh, but then the president calls. What was that like? And uh, what did he say on the on the phone call? Well, that he was just so proud of Ronnie and he was looking forward to, um, you know, working with him and he was proud of me. And uh, after I got off the phone with him, I was like, Jane, you should have put him on speakerphone. I was so mad at myself for not putting him on speakerphone so that he could say thank you to all the people in District 13 who voted for him. But I was so floored that I was talking to the president of the United States on the phone. I was a little bit nervous. It was I've never talked to him on the phone before. So, I mean, Ronnie talks to him all the time, but I don't talk to him that often and definitely not on the phone. So um, it was just surreal and exciting and, and a complete honor to be able to talk to him like moments after we found out Ronnie had won. Well, I know you also got to see him in person uh, shortly after oh, yeah. at the Republican National Convention. So uh, what was yeah. it like going to the Republican National Convention? That's an experience, especially at the White House of all places. That is an experience that many, many Americans, most Americans will never be able to take part in. And so what was it like attending the RNC at the White House and getting to hear from President Trump the night that he accepted the party's nomination for another term? Yeah, it was it was a great honor to be able to witness history when he accepted the Republican nomination. It was a great evening with patriots, congressmen, senators, just regular people there supporting him and um, talking about what he's done for them, for for their for their area of America. Um, his family was all there. You know, I was there with Ronnie. We had a few constituents that were able to be there, and it was just an honor and a privilege to be there. And I'm a very very blessed lady to be able to be there. Uh, I know that you also saw some protesters out there and. That made some news. I mean, tell us about mm -hmm. that experience. How did that influence the way that uh, you viewed some of these protests that are going on right now mm -hmm. in the country? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I, like everyone else, I've seen, you know, the protests and the riots on the streets. Um, and I'm all for peacefully protesting, but we've all witnessed the riots that have been going on and the assaults on people um, you know, just for the, either the way they look or the political views they have. And it was a little bit scary. I mean, we were in there listening to the president and they were outside the fences with bullhorns and yelling and trying to drown him out as he addressed, you know, the audience. And, uh, so we knew when he was, when the RNC, uh, was over that we were going to have to walk out those gates. And, um, there were a lot of elderly people there at the, at the event. And it was a little scary. Um, so when we walked out, we were ambushed by the rioters um, and, and one in particular that came after us. And, um, you know, we knew he he wasn't from there. He had on a Portland sweatshirt. So we knew that he had probably been flown in there by somebody. 
and he cussed at us and got in our faces and was yelling at us and calling us all kinds of names and calling us racist and, you know, um, using a lot of bad cuss words against the president and against ourselves. And it was very scary, uh, just the fact that we were a lot of elderly people out there. And I was just afraid that, you know, if one of them got hit in the head, I mean, when you're older, my mother had just recently fallen and uh, had to have brain surgery just from one little fall. And I just, you know, Ronnie and I were just terrified that they were going to hurt some of these other people that were there. So we kind of walked on the outside and the older people walked on the sidewalk. But um, the one guy that came after us, the Secret Service uh, people apprehended him and, and cuffed him. So we were okay. But it was definitely the most frightening thing I've ever I really didn't know if we were going to get out of there without getting assaulted. It was it was really frightening. You've probably had a unique perspective on the campaigns, on the way the country is headed, especially in an election like this that's so important for the future of the country. Um, as somebody who's been so involved with the campaign, who has seen what is going on, seen the conversations playing out firsthand, um, what are your thoughts on the national election this year? And I guess let me phrase it like this. What are the things that you think people should be watching in this year's election? I think, uh, you know, just talking to people, you know, all over the country and, and, and in the district uh, specifically, I think people are terrified at what they're seeing. The moral decline of our of our country, um, the left radical um views that they're teaching in our schools. And I think this is a turning point. I mean, we have got to take this country back. It is, it is scary. It is scaring me as a parent and potentially a grandma here pretty soon, but maybe in a couple of years. But um, I think people look at what the left is doing and they are terrified. I really feel like on election day, you are going to have a lot of people who are Democrats who are actually going to vote for President Trump because they look at the left, they look at the Democrats, and they go, what happened? They are socialists, they are Marxists, they have gone off the rails, and people are terrified at the ideas and the direction that the Democrats want to take this country in. They, they literally want to change America. They want to fundamentally change America. And I truly believe some of them are lawyers, you, you know, say they, 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 they learned, uh, they, they're they went to school to learn about the Constitution, but I think they went to school to learn about the Constitution so they could try to undo it. I don't think they went to learn about the Constitution so they could uphold it. I think they are trying to unravel the fabric of America and change it into something that you or I would never be able to recognize in the next 10 years if we don't get President Trump in there and more conservative leaders like Ronnie into Congress and into the Senate so that we can drastically keep these people out. I'm sorry, it just makes me so angry, um, you know, that they are so blatantly trying to change the greatest country in the world uh, into a socialist country, which I have a lot of friends that are from Argentina and other countries, Peru, Venezuela, and they fled those socialist countries to come to America. And let me tell you, all my friends, my Hispanic friends are voting Republican because they don't want America to turn into the countries they fled from. They do not want to see this country go in the direction of the countries they, they came from. And I really think there's going to be a huge turnout for President Trump because people are terrified at what the Democrats are saying right now. 
Uh, so let's talk about the local election uh, with Ronnie on the ballot this November. Of course, yeah. uh, he does have a couple of opponents, but he is considered by many pundits to be the biggest favorite in the race. I guess you could say <laughs> one of the most Republican held districts in the country. And so um, it's probably going to be a good night for Ronnie's campaign. But, uh, you know, you can never tell till the votes are counted. But overall, for voters who are listening to this, who are undecided in that race, uh, mm-hmm. just tell them, why should they vote for Ronnie to be their congressman this year? Why do you think it's important for those voters to get out and support Ronnie Jackson to be their next congressman? I think everybody should support Ronnie because he is one of the most hardworking, honest, most respectful people I've ever known in my life. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his wife. Um, he respects others. He appreciates what everybody does. Everybody, he, he has pride in his work. Uh, ever since he was 12 years old, it didn't matter if he was a sacker or working in the oil field, he's done every job he's ever had, you know, the best, the best he can. I mean, he, he never, he goes at everything he does 110%, you know, whether it's sacking groceries or being a doctor, or working at the White House, Ronnie Jackson will give 110%, and he will come back, listen to what the constituents want, and he will go up there and fight for them tirelessly. He will represent them, represent what they believe, represent what they stand for, and he won't quit. He's a fighter. He's hardworking. He's honest, and he appreciates everybody and everything anybody does it, no matter what you do he respects everyone so i think if you want somebody like that to represent you then you should vote for my husband ronnie jackson that is a great endorsement and high praise and i think there are many voters uh, who are going to feel the same way on election day but we uh need to make sure that everyone gets out to the polls i guess that's the most important thing that's right um, don't forget to vote so I'll let you do this. I usually let the candidates okay. do this, but uh, I'd love it if you would do the honors on this. When is early voting and when is election day? Early voting starts October 13th and election day is November 3rd. And early voting goes till October 30th. I think it's October 30th or October 31st. Of course, I'm not quite sure on when early voting ends. Are you? Do you know if it's the 30th or 31st? I think it is the 30th, and so uh, yeah. So early voting October 13th to the 30th, right? And then election day is November 3rd. So get out and vote. If somebody wants to learn more about Ronnie, if they want to support him, if they want to contribute, where can they go to do that? Okay, Thomas, if they want to support Ronnie or, or look at how what he stands for, they can go to www.ronniejackson for Texas. That's F-O-R, Texas13.com. That's Ronnie Jackson for Texas13.com. And you can uh, donate there or you can look at any of the things that Ronnie stands for on that website. Well, that is a great resource for voters if you want to learn more about Ronnie Jackson. And uh, most importantly, just get out and vote October 13th through the 30th, November 3rd, Election Day. You have plenty of time to do so. Jane Jackson, uh, we really do appreciate you being with us this evening. And once uh, the election's over, hopefully we can have you and uh, perhaps 
Congressman elect Ronnie Jackson on here. Uh, so we're looking forward to hopefully getting to speak with you again soon. And and Boris. And Boris. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's the celebrity. <laughs> All right. So everybody get out there and vote. Take your neighbors, take your friends, and get out as many people that can vote as possible. Jane, thank you very much for being with us okay. again. All right. Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate you. Thank you very much to my listeners and to my guests this week, as always. For those of you who want to learn more about what's going on in the Texas Panhandle, we encourage you to go to www.amarillopioneer.com for all of your local news needs, including election coverage and what's going on in your communities. Amarillopioneer.com or Amarillo Pioneer on social media, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you check. Until next week, thank you very much for joining us, and we hope that you have a wonderful West Texas week.